three-point shot, tip, score! Time now for Kings Talk, where you, the listeners, call in with your questions and comments after every L.A. Kings playoff game. Tell Nick and Daryl what's on your mind. Give yourselves a big hand. You're the best. Call us at 877-KINGS-20. That's 877-KINGS-20. We'll also take a look at the stars of the game, the game highlights, and the playoff scoreboard. Kings Talk at 877-KINGS-20. Exclusively right here on the Kings iHeart Audio Network. Hi again, everybody. Back here at Crypto.com Arena. As the Kings take a two games to one lead in this first round series against the Oilers with an overtime victory, three to two, power play goal at 324 of OT, Trevor Moore from Velarde and Byfield. We're uh, trying to figure out uh, what they were looking for to make sure it was a good goal. And, uh, Daryl, I think the consensus is when the puck was in the corner, it flipped in the air, Velarde may have got a touch on it. And then it hit the back of Ekholm, so that nullifies it being an illegal play once the opposition has the puck touch them a body or a stick, and that's why play continued. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure that was what they were looking at, but I think I I'm pretty sure that's why they wanted to make sure that it was a a good hockey play. And again, uh, they've changed that rule where. You can review such things, like if it was knocked down with a high stick and then played by the Kings and they didn't spot it, well, now they can nullify a goal if a goal is scored. So we'll try and get a definitive uh, reason why they were looking so long. But uh, the Kings, uh, they're loving overtime here in this series (laughs) so far. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Again, but a a whole different type of game for the Kings tonight. First period was the best first period they played of the first three games of this series. Much more engaged. They were physical in that period. Even though they gave the Oilers that first power play right off the bat, they scored the first goal of the hockey game, which was big as well. And even though they surrendered a lead in the second period, that quick goal, the strike by uh, Kempe, getting that goal right back, didn't allow the Oilers to build any type of momentum. And then after that, it just became a chess match uh, going end-to-end. Corpus Allo, as he's done throughout the series, some huge timely saves. Uh, you know, giving the Kings uh, a, a chance to kind of catch their breath, so to speak. Uh, you know, you got a lot of offense on the other side. Connor McDavid, Lee, and Drysaddle, uh, j- just great offensive players. And uh, McDavid, along with Trevor Moore, those are the two guys that led their respective teams. Each had seven shots on goal. So a lot of good looks for the Oilers. And, again, Corpus Allo stood tall and uh, got his team another big victory. Yeah, Corpus Allo, um, he's been real good in this series. He faced 40 shots in game one. 37 in game two, 40 here tonight, and uh, he is a big reason why the Kings are up two games to one. He had a big stop with about four and a half minutes left in the third period on Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, Dreisaitl with maybe his best look of the game right between the hash marks. So the timely saves is uh, what you need. Uh, you need that all the time, whether it's a regular season, but especially in the playoffs. 877-KINGS-20. Let's uh, talk some Kings hockey, and uh, we'll get you a trivia question as well. But, uh, Daryl, let's uh, look at the top performers here tonight, our three stars. 
Our third star goes to the captain, Andre Kopitar. Yeah, Kopitar had a real solid game uh, throughout, right from the first minute to the last minute. A big factor in why the Kings had success. Kopitar ends up playing just under 26 minutes of ice time. That's a heck of a lot, especially when you're up against the likes of Dreisaitl and McDavid all night. In the faceoff circle, wins two of three faceoffs, 67%. He's a plus player, so well-deserving. A complete 200-foot game by Kopitar. Star number three, Kopitar now with five points in the series, a goal and four assists. Connor McDavid uh, had a real strong game. He is star number two. Yeah, tonight it was his turn. Leon Dreisaitl was the best oiler in the two games up in Edmonton, but tonight it was Connor McDavid. He took the team on his shoulders, two big power play goals, just great great individual efforts. He was skating all night, uh, utilizing those legs of his, just an outstanding talent up offensively a lot of ice time for him he ends up playing almost 27 minutes of ice time so uh you know when he's on the ice things happen and he gets credited with two goals tonight his first two in the series they both came on the power play tonight number one star he keeps firing away he had another goal his third of the series adrian kempe yeah and it's not necessarily about the goals with kempe now i'm so impressed with the complete game that he plays the physicality along the boards and he's a targeted player you score 41 goals in a year last year he had over 30 the Oilers know they got to play him tight and hard they try to finish him you know they're trying to get under his skin a little bit he's keeping his composure out there and that was a great play on his goal that's a set play he and Arvidsson got great some great communication between each other and he just outskated the Oilers to that puck and wasted no time banging a pass Skinner to tie the game at two Kings win it in overtime 3-2, take a two-games-to-one series lead. Game four is here on Sunday night, again, a 6 o'clock start. All right, let's get to the phones, 877-KINGS-20. David in Arcadia starts it off tonight. Hi, David. Welcome to the show. Hey, Nick. Hey, Daryl. Uh, hi, I just want to talk about the Kings goaltending and Corpus Allo and how he kind of really helped win this game for the Kings. Yeah, he did. Uh, we, we just talked about it recently, but some timely saves. We talked about the one on uh, Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, McDavid had a couple of uh, good looks in tight besides the two goals he did score. And uh, we were talking to Zach Dooley, the Kings uh, beat reporter, between periods one and two tonight about Corpusalo so far in the series. And you look at some of the analytics, the high danger chances Corpusalo is facing in this series now small sample size just two games entering tonight but uh, he's among the leaders in the playoffs so he's doing what you hope a goaltender does in the playoffs yeah no he's standing tall out there and he's feeling confidence and the team's very confident in front of him they trust what he's capable of doing out there i like the way that he's battling through traffic to be able to get himself square with shots not a lot of movement in his game when it's not needed and then all of a sudden when the puck happens to come down around the crease and they're going laterally across the front of him all of a sudden he starts to move out there pushing from side to side he's made some great post-to-post saves out there at coming across but very impressive what i've seen so far in the small sample size that we've seen here with three games in the postseason and again the last couple of weeks of the regular season uh david uh you want a chance to win a couple of tickets to a future kings game uh yes i do Okay, here's the question. Who holds the Kings record for appearing in the most playoff seasons as a King? Who holds the Kings record for appearing in the most playoff seasons as a member of the Kings? I'm going to give you five names. 
Tell me which one is right. Dave Taylor, Marcel Dion, Luke Robitaille, Andre Kopitar, or Dustin Brown? Um, I'm going to do Dustin Brown. Dustin Brown appeared in nine playoff seasons as a king. He is third on the list. Unfortunately, not the right answer. But, David, thanks for calling. Enjoy the rest of the playoffs. Let's go to Gary in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho tonight. Hi, Gary. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Thank you. How's the weather up there? <laughs> it's finally starting to get warm. <laughs> finally. Okay. So you're getting set for your two weeks of summer. <laughs> you know what? It's more like two months. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Hey, Fair enough. Hey, I just... Just wanted to tell you, I, I warmed up before the game tonight by watching Game 7 of the 1989 Edmonton Kings playoff series. Um, and there was a great interview with Rich Murata, Bob Miller, and Nick Nixon at the very <laughs> beginning. It was awesome. awesome. Oh, that was, that was Wayne Gretzky's first year as a King. Kings were down yeah. in that series three games to one, rallied to win it four games to three. And you know what I remember about that, Gary, is that when the Oilers went up in the fourth game uh, to take a 3-1 lead, we interviewed their owner, Peter Pocklington, and right before we went on the air between periods with the interview, he came into the interview room with a smile from ear to ear, like, oh, yeah, we traded Gretzky, but look at us, we're up three games to one. Well, after that interview, his team never won again. The Kings rallied to win the series. So that's one of my uh, many memories about uh, that playoff series. That's awesome. Yeah, he, he was somewhat arrogant. <laughs> yeah, among but, other um, things. Hey, I want to talk about, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about the overtime goal because, unfortunately, unfortunately for me, I'm up in North Idaho, and I have to watch the TNT broadcast, and I can't listen to any of the broadcasters that I love with the Kings. But what they showed in the replay was the puck went up in the air when Velarde and Eckholm were in the corner. Right. Velarde reached up with his stick above his head, and you couldn't even tell if it hit his stick. Right. But then they showed another view, and when it came down, it hit Eckholm in the back. Yes, that's and what that I saw as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah and, and I think I, if if it did touch Velarde's stick up high, the fact that it then hits the other team's player negates the high-sticking infraction. Not exactly. a penalty, obviously, but you knock it down with a high stick, you play it, it's a whistle, right? It's a whistle, and they have a face-off. Absolutely. But if the other team touches it, then play continues. And I think that's why play continued... If, indeed, they could see any one of the angles that showed the puck high enough where Velarde, and like you said, uh, Gary, not sure if he did touch it the first time with a high stick. Yeah, and I think, you know, when they looked at that to see if he did touch it, and I think because, as you mentioned, it hits Ekholm, so they're looking at, okay, it was up in the air here at this point. Next thing you know, it's a couple of inches over here. What did it hit? Was it the stick? Was it the body? But I think it was so... You know, not like hardly change of any you know direction by the puck that they wanted to make sure. 
So I think that's why they took the extended time to be able to do that. I think, uh, you know, they did the right thing, you know, being that it's an overtime goal. This is a, game, a goal that's going to decide the hockey game. So taking the time to do it right, and, uh, you know, it was a, uh, the, I, I think it's the right call because I didn't see anything yeah. that, you know, that merited being, you know, turned down. Yeah, I just wish uh, hopefully someone from the league or the officials would tell us it's a good goal because we never saw the puck hit Velarde's stick. Or the fact that it then hit Ekholm. Okay, Nick, I got, I got the answer right here. Okay. Just came across. The answer, man. There was no conclusive video evidence to determine the puck contacted the stick of Gabriel Velarde above the normal height of his shoulders at 16.53, 17 seconds prior to Trevor Moore's goal. Therefore, the original call stands. The decision was made in accordance with Rule 80.1. Okay, there we have it. That just came awesome. across. All right, good timing, Gary. Now, um, you want to crack at our trivia question? Absolutely, but I need to say hi to Rich in San Pedro first. Okay. Have you done it, or you want to do it again? Uh, here's here's hey, another thing. Uh, Nick, hey. Okay. Hold, hold on. on, hold on, Gary. We've yeah, got just, an addition to yeah. the explanation. It says, in the final minute of play in the third period, and at any point in overtime, regular season and playoffs, Hockey operations will initiate the review of any scenario that otherwise would be subject to a coach's challenge. So, right, yeah, right. Yep. 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 So we don't know if the NHL called down and say we've got to look at something or the referees came over and said we saw, we think we saw something, we've got to look at it. Yep. But they did look at it, and yep. they looked at it for quite some time. All right, um, Gary, here's our question. Who holds the Kings record for appearing in the most playoff seasons as a King? Dave Taylor, Marcel Dion, Luke Robitaille, Andre Kopitar, or Dustin Brown? Most seasons you know, in the playoffs as a King. I'm going to go with Dave Taylor because I think he played 78 to 93. He and did play. A lot of playoffs yeah, in between he there. did play 78 to 93. You're right there. You're also right with Dave Taylor. Uh, 13 times of his uh, 17 NHL seasons, all with the Kings, but 13 of his 17 seasons he was in the playoffs with L.A. So congratulations. Uh, Gary, we're going to get you a couple of tickets to a future uh, Kings game. Thanks for calling. Stay on the line. Give Jeff your info, and uh, we'll get you the tickets. Thanks for calling. All right, 877-KINGS-20. Trevor Moore in overtime gives the Kings a two-games-to-one lead in this best-of-seven series. Game four will be here Sunday. Game five is Tuesday in Edmonton. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more Kings Talk right after this. Crypto.com is the official crypto platform partner of the LA Kings and the world's fastest growing crypto app. In the app, you can easily buy and sell cryptocurrencies and different coins, collect the world's top NFTs, and get discounts when you pay with crypto. Download the Crypto.com app now on the App Store or Google Play. All information is provided for informational purposes only, and this message is not intended as a recommendation of financial or investment advice. Cryptocurrencies are highly volatile and subject to significant risks and may not be suitable for you. Not available in all jurisdictions. U. Y. O. U. Three little letters to make a very small word. 
That means so many things, because no you, you is ever one single, single thing. thing. You. If put at the start, starts to change everything. everything. To begin a sentence, begin, begin with, with you. you. Kind of makes you wonder how, how big you can become when you comes first. Every you at the center of what we do. Blue Shield of California. Crypto.com is the official crypto platform partner of the LA Kings and the world's fastest growing crypto app. In the app, you can easily buy and sell cryptocurrencies and different coins, collect the world's top NFTs, and get discounts when you pay with crypto. Download the Crypto.com app now on the App Store or Google Play. All information is provided for informational purposes only, and this message is not intended as a recommendation of financial or investment advice. Cryptocurrencies are highly volatile and subject to significant risks and may not be suitable for you. Not available in all jurisdictions. The LA Kings play here. Score! Valley Sports West. Patrick Gold! And now you have more wings to watch than ever with your service provider. To win it! Or with the all new Valley Sports Plus, available on the Valley Sports app. Oh, what a setup! Valley Sports West. Your home for LA Kings hockey. We return to Kings Talk, your post-game reaction to LA Kings hockey. Call 877-KINGS20 on the LA Kings iHeart Audio Network. Back here in the broadcast booth at Crypto.com Arena, the Kings win it in overtime to take a two games to one lead in the series. The game winner more at 324 on the power play from Velarde and Byfield. Other Kings goals, Ayafalo and Kempe. Kempe also on the power play. McDavid had two power play goals tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton 40 shots, L.A. 31. Corpusalo and Skinner, again, the matchup in goal. Kings power play was 2 of 5. The Oilers were 2 of 4. So in the series, the Oilers are 50%, 4 of 8. They get goals even though they don't get a lot of chances. In the regular season, they were over 32%. Kings are now 4 of 15, going a 2 for 5 tonight. So pretty good percentage. Uh, timely goals helps as well. All right, 877-KINGS-20. Let's go back to uh, the phones. Chris and Lakewood next up tonight on the show. Hi, Chris. Hello there. Go Kings, go. I can't All right. help but feel like. I can't help but feel like uh, the Kings haven't been showing up with their best game. That is up until game three. I feel like they really hung in there. They put up a great fight, and they came away with a win outright. I was curious, who would you say is the best King of the series thus far? Oh, well, uh, wow, three games in. Well, Corpusalo certainly uh, has to be uh, considered. I think if you talk to a number of the players, they would say that the fact that he's come up with timely saves and kept the Kings in games – uh, especially in Edmonton when they were down 2 nothing in both uh, games one and two. Tonight, the Kings only trailed for about uh, a minute before Kempe tied it with a power play goal after McDavid had a couple. Um, Kempe's been good. Uh, Doughty's always good. Kopitar is always good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, statistically, analytically, uh, Jonas Corposalo has been one of the best so far in this first round in the entire NHL playoffs. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Uh, outstanding goaltending by him. Timely saves. Victor Arvidsson, I think, has had a good series as well. Uh, he was unavailable last year to the Kings. Uh, Drew Doughty, again, I think sometimes we overlook what he does on a night-to-night basis just because of you know the impact he has on so many games. Same thing with Andre Kopitar. I mean, these guys are just, you know, 
the experience that those guys have is really spreading throughout the you know the young guys for the Kings that haven't had a lot of experience, and that has helped them really settle things down, especially in games where you look at the Kings in Edmonton, down 2 nothing in both those games, and then here tonight with the Oilers you know, taking the thunder away from the Kings for a little bit, uh, that big power play goal to even things up. I think that had a big part of the Kings being able to just kind of weather the storm and then eventually go on to win. Yeah, it was a better start for sure. Uh, they were down 2 nothing after one period in both games in Edmonton. Uh, got that late goal in the first period to take a one nothing lead, so it's nice to not be chasing games. Uh, five on five, uh, kind of a slow start, but they, they came on, but they were engaged. I think they fed off the energy from the from the crowd uh, here at Crypto.com Arena, much like the Oilers did in, in, the, in the first two games. So uh, who do you think? Uh, who's been the impressive uh, players or player for the Kings so far in the series? Honestly, I think we're three for three because I had Corpus Olive as well. And he really stood out to me starting in overtime in game one where he just seemed so quiet in net, so still, so steady, so confident. I was like, this guy's really locked in. Super pumped about him. Yeah, yeah. No, he's been good. He's been good. And uh, so far, so good with the choice of going with Corpus Olive over uh, Phoenix Copley to start this playoff series. Chris, uh, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the playoffs. Let's go to, let's see, Montana next up. Hello, Montana. Is it cold up there? How are you doing? <laughs> Good. What's uh, the weather like? A little bit. <laughs> okay. uh, we're, in, we're in the 40s. All right. Not bad. Not bad. What's yeah. up? Hey, I was uh, a comment, a question. Uh, one, I, I get kind of the feeling of the 2012 team with this team. Just It's, it's like it's building. But then the uh, the question is, who made the decision to move Byfield to that first line left wing? I think that's been like the unsung thing for this season. He's been so effective. He just really, really works along the boards as passing. Yeah, uh, it was early January, right around the, the calendar changing right. from 2022 to 23. They put him up with Kopitar and Kempe and... You know, he, he has not scored a lot. He only has one goal in the last three months, and that was an empty netter. But he continues to play on that line because he's doing a lot of other things well. Now, he had a stretch up until about two weeks left in the regular season where he was very good at making plays, winning board battles. I thought his play kind of tailed off a bit. But uh, tonight might have been his best of the three playoff games. Yeah, I think yeah. You know, when you look at him, the time that he got moved up to that position, that's when Trevor Moore went down with the with the injury. And prior to that, the Kings were looking for a way to be able to get him some more ice time because when he was down, whether you want to call it the third unit or the fourth unit, he wasn't playing enough minutes. They wanted to get him some more minutes. So in order to do so, they put him up on a left wing. And I think the, you know, the tutelage provided by both Kopitar and Kempe really created an envir- for, environment for him to relax in. They allowed him to play to his strength, and that's his big body. You know, go in there, use his reach, protect some pucks. He did a great job and has done a great job along the boards. That part of his game is really growing. The other areas, you know, there's a lot of room for improvement there. He's got to start by hitting the net more, getting some more shots on goal. Uh, it was great to see the shot that he got here in the extra period tonight. That was a great opportunity, a great eight chance. And those things will only build his confidence. Again, we still have to remember he's 20 years of age, uh, but – you know he he seems to be improving in a lot of different elements of his game, but having him up there has allowed him to be able to get more minutes. 
and it's really helped Kempe and Kopitar out. He's another big body with reach to be able to keep possession of the puck in the offensive zone and work in the trenches, taking a little bit of load off, especially Kopitar, who, you know, continues to keep playing all kinds of minutes every night. Let me ask you, what are you liking about Byfield's play? The way he plays along the boards, and actually I think he frees up Kopitar to do things that he wasn't doing, you know, in previous years because he was, I always call him the king of the half board. Yeah, yeah. The way, the way he played along the wall, he kind of frees Kopitar up to, to go into different areas. Yeah, I mean. How many times tonight did he beat other guys to the puck when you thought, well, Edmund has bring it out of the zone, and here comes Byfield, boom. Right. And we're right. back into the zone. Yeah, and again, you know, we, we forget, we've seen him for three different seasons in the NHL off and on. He's still only 20 years old. So, and, yeah, it's kind of like Kempe. Kempe yeah. didn't score when he was younger, no. and then boom. That's right. That's right. They figure it out. After a while, they figure it out, which is why you've got to be patient. But, boy, he's only going to get bigger and stronger. He's already 6'5", 220-plus. And once he gets stronger and learns the league and learns the little nuances, he's going to be a lot more effective. So, yeah, it's been fun to watch. But, uh, yeah, since he's been with Kopitar and Kempe, well, you know, Kopitar then took off in the second half scoring points and, well, Kempe, I think, had 26 goals of his 41 in the second half. So you've got to credit uh, the line mate, Byfield, with, with the production of Kopitar and Kempe. Uh, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 877-KINGS-20. Let's go to Ben in Huntington Beach. Next up on Kings Talk, Kings win an OT tonight, 3-2 on a goal by Trevor Moore. Hi, Ben. Hey, Daryl. Um so my question is just regarding that uh, Darnell Nurse hit on Arvidsson later in the game there. I know we saw that hit uh, by McDavid on Mikey Anderson about, like, two weeks ago. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that hit overall and, like, how it contributed to, like, the rest of the game. Well, I don't know if it contributed to the outcome, but I think they handled it the right way. They weren't sure if it was worthy of a major penalty. So they called it a major so they could review it to see if it was not a major penalty, and really it wasn't. Uh, There was no leg extension. Daryl, you looked at it. You talked about it at the time. It was just Arvidsson falling over Darnell Nurse, and it was a two-minute penalty. That's, to me, what it was. Now, when Anderson got hit in Edmonton and got knocked out for five games, they originally called it a minor penalty on McDavid for boarding, which you cannot review. You can't go the other way. If they had called it a major against McDavid, then they could have looked at the video and said, oh, it's just a minor. It should have been a major because he was injured, missed five games. So I, I thought, we thought, the way they handled it tonight was the correct way and the correct call was made. Yeah, Darnell Nurse, when he was coming through, he had already established the path that he was traveling on. And if you look at his skates, his skates never turned. So that means he didn't do any type of an extension whatsoever. He didn't even open his foot up or lift his leg off the ice. Victor Arverson, as he was coming through, looked like at the last second he saw that big body try to kind of step out of the way. And in doing so, he put himself in a vulnerable vulnerable position and ended up making contact with the leg that was planted on the ice. That's why he went down, was a little slow to get up, went down the hallway for a little bit of a walk with the trainers, make sure everything got checked out. And it was great to see him return and be able to have the impact on the game the way he had it. We're good, Ben? 
All right, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Uh, Again, the Kings up two games to one now in this series. Game four here Sunday night at 6 o'clock. Game five in Edmonton Tuesday. Start time to be determined. We'll take a break. We'll look at the other series and the highlights. More calls after this timeout. 877-KINGS20. You're listening to Kings Talk. New vehicles are arriving daily at your Toyota dealer. Powerful new Camrys, adventurous new RAV4s, rugged new Tacomas, even stylish new Corollas. And with great end-of-summer savings, there are incredible deals on many of Toyota's most popular models. So get a special lease or low APR on the Toyota you've always wanted. See your Toyota dealer today or visit toyota.com. We make it easy. Toyota, let's go places. Crypto.com is the official crypto platform partner of the LA Kings and the world's fastest growing crypto app. In the app, you can easily buy and sell cryptocurrencies and different coins, collect the world's top NFTs, and get discounts when you pay with crypto. Download the Crypto.com app now on the App Store or Google Play. All information is provided for informational purposes only, and this message is not intended as a recommendation of financial or investment advice. Cryptocurrencies are highly volatile and subject to significant risks and may not be suitable for you. Not available in all jurisdictions. Today, with so much uncertainty in our lives, it's understandable to feel stressed, anxious, worried, or frustrated. It's normal, but it's easy to check your stress and get help for your mental health with free resources from CalHOPE. Make a game plan by calling our warm line at 833-317-4673 or try our secure and confidential live chat today at calhope.org. CalHOPE, official partner of the LA Kings. Crypto.com is the official crypto platform partner of the LA Kings and the world's fastest growing crypto app. In the app, you can easily buy and sell cryptocurrencies and different coins, collect the world's top NFTs, and get discounts when you pay with crypto. Download the Crypto.com app now on the App Store or Google Play. All information is provided for informational purposes only, and this message is not intended as a recommendation of financial or investment advice. Cryptocurrencies are highly volatile and subject to significant risks and may not be suitable for you. Not available in all jurisdictions. We return to Kings Talk, your post-game reaction to L.A. Kings hockey. Call 877-KINGS-20 on the L.A. Kings iHeart Audio Network. Kings up two games to one in this first-round series. They win it in OT tonight, 3-2. A reminder that replays of Kings Talk can be found tomorrow on the Kings Site, lakings.com slash podcasts. We will uh, replay the talk show after every home game and selected road games, depending on travel. All right. uh, Three other series resume tonight, and Daryl will get us caught up. Uh, Tonight on Long Island, the Islanders playing their first game in their new building, the UBS Arena. And it proved to be lucky for them. They get back in the series. They defeat Carolina 5-1. to one. It was a 1-1 game late in the third period. Palmieri and Sezikas each had a goal and an assist for the Islanders. Palmieri his second, Sezikas his first. The Islanders had a power play goal for the first time in the series as well. For Carolina, fast his second. The Carolina Hurricanes now 0-7 in their last road games in the playoffs. The final score, Islanders 5, Carolina 1. Hurricanes lead that series two games to one. 
in Florida. The Panthers at home with the series tied at one. Boston score four goals to take a lead. Hall, Coyle, Pasternak, and Felino. Two late goals in the third period. Forsling and Reinhardt narrowed the gap. The final, 4-2, the Bruins. Bruins lead that series 2-1 with Game 4 being played in Florida. Minnesota at home. They defeat Dallas 5-1. Zuccarella had a pair of goals, his first two of the postseason. Glenn Denning, the lone goal for Dallas. The Minnesota Wild lead that series two games to one. And the games that were played last night, Toronto even their series against Tampa, a 7-2 win over the Lightning. Game three will be in Tampa tomorrow. Rangers in New Jersey, they win for the second time in the series. They win both games in New Jersey, 5-1 to one the final here. Game three will be in New York. The Rangers at Madison Square Garden. Colorado, a third-period goal by Taves. Lift the avalanche over the Kraken, 3-2. Seattle had a 2-0 lead earlier in the game. That series now tied at 1, moving to Seattle for games 3 and 4. And in Vegas, the Golden Knights, they even their series against Winnipeg, 5-2. Game 3 in Winnipeg tomorrow. All right, and uh, let's take a look at the highlights from this one uh, tonight. First period was without a goal until under a minute to play. Now I follow on the left wing boards outside the circle to Kopitar around to the right point. Roy, a shot, save, rebound, score! Alex Iafalo! Well, that lengthy board battle, the Kings won it. They were able to rim it around to the right point. Roy took the shot, the save, and the rebound, Alex Iafalo. And the Kings have a lead here in the first period with 32.5 left. Kings are up, one to nothing. And Alex Iafalo, who won game one in overtime, his second playoff goal this series. Roy and Kopitar, who did good board work. Uh, he was the one that rimmed it around to Roy at the right point. They get the assist, so the Kings led one to nothing after 20 minutes. Then the Kings took back-to-back penalties in the second period. Edler for tripping, McEwen for high sticking. And with Edler in the penalty box, the Oilers tied it up. Power play Edmonton to Nugent Hopkins. For McDavid, left circle. Up high in the middle, Bouchard to McDavid. Left circle again. A shot, he scores! Pick the upper right corner. I don't know if that deflected off a defenseman's stick. But it's a power play goal for Connor McDavid here at 7.42 of the second period, and the game is tied at one. Yeah, it looked like it ramped up off the stick of Matt Roy over the shoulder of Corpus Allo. McDavid's first goal of the series at 7.42 from Bouchard and Nugent Hopkins. Tying the game at one. Then McEwen in the penalty box. And the Oilers' power play, number one in the NHL, went to work again. Left wing pass to McDavid. Across to Dreisaitl. Plays it off the boards. In the right corner, Dreisaitl passes out to Bouchard. Down the left circle to McDavid with a shot. And he scores again. Connor McDavid this time beat the goaltender Corpusano on the short side. So the back-to-back penalties by Edler and McEwen cost the Kings dearly. The Oilers tie it and now take the lead on a pair of McDavid goals. They're up 2-1. to one. And his first two goals in the series, Bouchard and Dreisaitl assisting on that uh, power play goal at 9-22. But then 
Uh, after they scored, Dreisaitl got a penalty at the exact time McDavid scored. He drew two minutes for unsportsmanlike conduct, and this is what happened. And now the Kings on the power play for the third time. The Ayafalo goal was at even strength late in the first period. Kings moving left to right offensively. A lead pass played off the wall. Kempe scores! Victor Arvidsson at center ice shot it in. Went off the corner boards right in front to Kempe who charged past everybody and shot it in one motion. And the Kings respond. A power play goal. Adrian Kempe. His third of the series in the game is tied at two. Arvidsson and Doughty with the assist. 2-2, and that was the score through regulation. We went into overtime, and Nugent Hopkins slashed, broke the stick in half of Ayafalo as Ayafalo was moving in for a grade-A look. And really, that's a, a good penalty to take in overtime if you're Ryan Nugent Hopkins because Ayafalo uh, was about 20 feet straight out in front. So the Kings were on the power play, and this is how the game ended. Ekholm slaps it around the boards, knocked down by Byfield. Feeds Velarde at the right wing boards. Velarde down behind the net. Velarde centers in tight. Score! Trevor Moore wins it in overtime! Power play goal by Trevor Moore in overtime at 3-24. He got the puck at the side of the net and jammed it in past Stuart Skinner. For the second time in three games in the series, the Kings have won a game in overtime. They won game one of 4-3 in Edmonton in overtime. And a goal from Alex Iafalo. Trevor Moore wins game three with an overtime goal here tonight. A great individual effort there by Velarde. He took the puck down low, held onto the puck, and brought it to the crease. And that's where Trevor Moore muscled it across. And Moore with his first goal of these uh, playoffs. First career overtime goal in the playoffs. Velarde and Byfield assisting. Kings win it by a score of 3-2. to two. So, Daryl, the Kings uh, giving the Oilers something to think about here. Uh, The Oilers, five points better than the Kings in the regular season, but a team that advanced all the way to the third round last year. I think a lot of people felt that the Oilers uh, were the favorites. Uh, I think they are the favorites, were at least at the beginning. But, boy, the Kings uh, hanging tough. They're not wavering from their game plan, even though they've been down 2-0 2-0 in the first two games. Tonight it was nice to see them play with the lead, but they're sticking with the system and getting solid goaltending. Yeah, that, and that's the, uh, the the equation to success is, you know, just being consistent. You know, you're not going to win every game, 
uh, you know, you've got to stay out of the box. They know the how you know the, how potent the Oilers' power play can be. But the Kings have been able to answer back with some power play goals. It's good to see the Kings drawing more penalties than the Oilers have taken through the course of the series. Uh, that's a good sign that the Kings have been able to do that. But uh, a key to tonight's game was getting off to a good start, playing with a lead for a change instead of having to chase the games. But the goaltending, there's no doubt in my mind that the Kings goaltending, Corpusala was outplayed Skinner through the first three games of the series. Uh, uh, the Edmonton Oilers, you know, you look at the last 14 games, seven games in the playoffs last year, four games in the season this year, three in the playoffs. They're exactly even. Each team has won seven games. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, these two teams know each other so well out there. It's it's a chess match out there, and uh, there's going to be, you know, ebbs and flows through the course of the game, and you just got to make sure the lows aren't too low and you don't get too high, and the Kings have to keep their emotions intact. Interesting. We saw the same uh, line matchups with the top two lines for both teams that we saw in Edmonton. Todd McClellan obviously has the changes. He gets the matchups he wants, but he's stuck with uh, Deneau on McDavid's line and Kopitar on Dreisaitl's line. Yeah, they continue to you know play against each other. And again, the Oilers going with 11 forwards. Those guys, uh, you know, Dreisaitl and McDavid, they're logging a lot of ice time. McDavid almost 27 minutes tonight. I think Dreisaitl was around 24 minutes. So that's a that's a workload on those guys because with the physicality in the series, and Connor McDavid's not shying away. He's going out there. He's throwing hits as well. So that takes its toll. And as the series goes on, I think that's going to play to the Kings' favor. All right, we're going to say good night as uh, the Kings take a two-games-to-one lead in this best-of-seven first-round series. An overtime win, 3-2, Trevor Moore from Velarde and Byfield. Kings, 31 shots, Edmonton, 40. Kings power play, 2 of 5. Oilers were 2 of 4 in the series. The Oilers are 4 of 8, and the Kings are now 4 of 15 on the power play. These are two good power plays. Edmonton number one in the regular season, over 32%. Kings were fourth at just over 25%. All right, thanks to our producers, Jeff, Jake Warner and Jeff Cabot. And we'll talk to you Sunday, game four here at 6 p.m., an earlier start. Our coverage at 5 p.m. with game night hosted by Jesse Cohen. On your home for Kings hockey all season long, the L.A. Kings Audio Network, the iHeartRadio app. For Daryl Evans, Nick Nixon saying so long and good night. From the broadcast booth at Crypto.com Arena, the final score in Game 3. Overtime goal, Trevor Moore. Kings win it 3-2. to two. Good night, everybody. You've been listening to Kings Talk along the L.A. Kings iHeart Audio Network. Scores! Snuck behind a defender. Deked and tucked it in down low. Follow the Kings all postseason wherever you are with the L.A. Kings iHeart Audio Network. Download the iHeart Radio app for free. Join us next time for the excitement of L.A. Kings playoff hockey.